Curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 80 of Cephalon Squared. I'm Cephalon Greg, joined by Cephalon Lucas. How are you doing? Hot and sweaty and it's it's been an interesting week. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy week for me. I was out of out of state for the pretty much the whole week, and that was just nuts. But I'm back now. Yay, world. Yay. And it threw me all out of whack. Yeah. The old brain. I can definitely, definitely uh, understand that. Yeah. But that happens. I had a weird thing this week. Oh, yes, you did. You had a very weird thing. Yes, Would you like to yes. share the weird thing story? Sure. All right. So the gist of it, I think I, I had a bit of an allergic reaction to a bite. I don't know what bit me. But basically, it bit me, and uh, mo- mere moments later, my entire body was paralyzed. So, yay! Yay, Australia bite things! You got over it. Got over it. You know, <laughs> got past the, 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 the shakes, the uh, feverish sweat, the, uh, the nausea. It was a fun day. That was Tuesday. It was a great day. Yeah, and you didn't quite reach death, so that's what we're good and happy about. <laughs> yeah. I would have actually had to become a Cephalon then. Upload my knowledge to the interwebs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the good thing is, there was no dev stream or anything this weekend, so we had plenty of time to rest and catch up on whatever we needed to do. We had to skip a mini because I wasn't around this week. Of course we are winding up the minis. We've only got two left. We'll get into that a little bit later, so let's jump on into weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. All right. So, thanks to a couple of our um, listeners, they discovered I can do something and I'm sucked in. This this is a this is a one time only thing. Never again. Don't ask for it. It's not fucking happening. You only get it once. All right. Hey ho, Kermit the Frog here with the latest weather update of uh, around the Ipswich area. Currently at this point in time it is 26 degrees Celsius with a 70% humidity and it's uh, feeling a little bit nice and a little bit cool, getting a bit of a breeze coming through. Yeah. Very good, Kermit. How's Piggy? (laughs) (laughs) She's good? Yeah, she's a little bit crispy with the bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, poor Piggy. (laughs) Alright, so that is 79 degrees Fahrenheit. You completely lost me because I was just dreaming of um, the rainbow connection. (laughs) Uh, Down here in Melbourne town is 20 degrees Celsius, 68 degrees Fahrenheit, and 68% humidity. It has been hot over the last few days. Had to cut the grass this morning, felt like I was going to die. Didn't get bitten by anything, though. Just, <laughs> just rub it in, why don't you? Yeah, no, before, at least you got bitten by something. I just, you know, <laughs> am unhealthy. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. What do we get up to this week in Warframe or whatever? I know you um, probably played Temtem. <laughs> well, the only bit of Warframe we- <laughs> I played this week, I'm pretty sure it's same for Greg, uh, was thanks to Sula. The uh, January challenge has been completed. Now, as if you've 
been listening for a while, you're aware that both myself and Greg are longtime console players. So uh, moving over to PC, we decided to take our trusty controllers with us. Thanks to Sula, we had to play an entire stream on keyboard and mouse as our January challenge. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sula, for that nauseating experience. <laughs> yes, thanks for the for this for the nausea, Sula. That was great. <laughs> uh, the rest of the week, as Greg uh, guessed, was basically nothing but Temtem. So yeah, it, it, it's uh, now in early release. It's uh, they're, they're basically doing um, updates on the server daily. Uh, bug fixes and whatnot, but so far I would say smooth sailing, um, nothing too game breaking. A few texture glitches here and there, and um, yeah, no, it's it's definitely turning out to be a good game. There's really intense story in it, um, so that that's been quite interesting. And the, the creatures are creatures are very memorable, and so are the mechanics. It's good. Fair enough. Fair enough. Want to be Pokemon? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't really get up to much of anything this week because I wasn't around. So it was pretty much only the Warframe last night, which was fun. We did have fun. It was we had fun. It was nauseating, but it was fun. It was nauseating. Yes. Back to controller. Woohoo! And yeah, you can look forward to the February challenge because it's already been issued, where we will have to do an entire stream in song. Thanks, Ula. Thanks, Ula. <laughs> yes, I was going to mention the same thing. It has been announced already. We haven't decided when we're going to do it, but it'll all be sung. So yep, if that's your February. least favorite part of the show, don't watch. <laughs> if you like to just watch us embarrass ourselves, definitely come along and watch. It'll be a good laugh. The entire stream will be like this. So don't come and watch it unless you hate yourself. <laughs> It's going to be a blast. Looking it might forward be to better it. than that. That was our first experiment. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Anyway, let's, let's head on into the news. <laughs> okay, I did. <laughs> do you want to start? I'll start. Who cares? Just go. Go for it. You do okay. it. You do I'm going to do it. Do you speak German? Da! Well, good news. Nine. Nine. <laughs> there is a new German language guide to Warframe out via GameStar in Germany, and um, I kind of wish... It was released in English because it would be cool to add to the shelf. So if you're into that kind of thing, link in the show notes, buy it. Yep. Awesome. That's cool. That is awesome. Next up, Rebford had an interview with GameSpot in regards to 2019 and looking forward to 2020. Not a bad interview, so go check it out. The notes, uh, that will be in the show notes also for you to check. Have you watched it? I have not. It's not a bad interview. I've seen I've seen, But like, it's not snippets. a great interview either. Most of what they cover is... Pretty much the same stuff that was covered in um, the first dev stream. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's it's not bad. It's worth checking out. But yeah, I don't know. Not a massive fan of the interviewer. Ah. Bit of a weird style. But hey, we're all different, aren't we? Takes all types to run the world. Different strokes it takes. Anyway, where was I up to? Did you not get that reference? Nope. Oh my God. Here I am being (laughs) old again. The Deconstructing Podcast is on hiatus for a little while, so they jumped on Twitter to say, hey, if you're wondering where it's at, well, wonder no longer, because it ain't going to be happening anytime soon. I think they used better words than I did, because mine was just clumsily explained. Yeah, I think you did all right. (laughs) I kind of understood you. That's all that needed to happen. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. 
Next up, there is a cute new adorable glyph available for one credit in the market, and this is until January 31st. It is here to celebrate the Chinese New Year, so go get it. It's only one credit, it costs nothing, and it's adorable as hell. Yes, it's the year of the, the rat, so I think it's a um, a plains rat, isn't it? A kuaka. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a plains rat. Mm. It's adorable, get it. Okay, my turn again. And once again, taking leads from Cephalon Squared. Digital Extremes has started an official space shanty competition. The details are in the forums, and we will put a link to those forums in the show notes if you would like to submit your lyrics to a yes. space shanty per mm-hmm. Cephalon Squared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so thanks to Rathok, he actually uh, tagged me in the notification for this and said that um, there are a few people's ideas from our community of Sea Shandy lyrics. Um, so we may actually um, have an entry ourselves. Yeah, Cephalon Squared entry. If we can get around to it. If we can get around to it. <laughs> we might want to at some point. Well, there's also the one that um, uh, myself and Cannibal had worked on as well. Yeah, remember? So, yeah, there's there's, there's a couple of, the, of uh, options. Maybe we'll have to do a Greg entry and a Lucas entry. Mm. Double okay. the chances of representing C2. Double the chances! Yay! All right, next. Yeah, all right, next. So next up. Okay, so this is a bit of Cephalon Squared news, and it's basically just uh, informing you guys that the uh, Twitch channel is in kind of full swing now. we got a, a little bit of a team happening. So Rathok will be streaming on Mondays or 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Myself and possibly Greg, Saturday evening, 7 p.m. Australian Eastern Time, and Cannibal Kiwi has joined us, or now he's been going by uh, Cephalon Kiwi, <laughs> will be streaming on Sundays at 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. So go and check them out, check us out, go and hit that notification button, follow us on Twitch, and uh, we'll see you on, on the shows. Indeed. But this week, just wanted to mention, which I didn't put in these notes, that Rathok will actually be streaming this week on Tuesday at 11, 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time because he is busy busy this week. So, uh, change days. Ooh. But that's all right. All good. It's all right. All fan-freaking-tastic. Yes. And there is still one person on email that I need to get to back get back to in regards to uh, potentially being part of the stream team. Woo! Woo! Stream team! Dream Steam Team. Dream Steam Team? Yeah. Dream Steam Team. What Lucas said. <laughs> Lastly, Lawcasts. So, well, I have, we did, uh, backwards speaking. Words. <laughs> we have mentioned in the past that we are going to move away from doing two shows a week because it was killing us <laughs> and move back to just one show a week, which is this one, the Sunday night episode, the main episode anyway. We've got two more episodes of the minis left, uh, and we're going to knock those out as soon as we can, and then we'll be done, and we'll put that on hiatus for a little while. But Lawcasts was always up in the air. We were questioning what exactly we were going to do. It is something we still want to continue, but how does that fit into the whole minis going on hiatus thing? So, this is episode 80, so this would generally be a week in which a Lawcast would be recorded, but... We want to get the, the minis smashed out as soon as possible. So this week will actually be the mini for Wukong. Uh, Wukong, yeah. And next week we'll do Zephyr. Zephyr. And then we will be up to date until either the next major rework or the next frame is released. Yeah. So we will then do a lore cast 
probably to the same schedule of every five episodes. Uh, yeah. Because once we've put the minis on hiatus, I don't think it'll be too much trouble to to stick to that. But just wanted to let you know that that's what we'll do. I mean, it's still early in the year. People are still getting back into things. Uh, so it's probably not a massive disruption. But uh, yeah, just letting you know. Cool. Yeah. Good. Good, good. Awesome. All right. So that's the news uh, for both us and for Warframe. Let's go on into our discussion. Now, again, it was a quiet week, really. I mean, even the news wasn't, there wasn't much news. I would say there's probably going to be another pod- podcast dev stream next week, but who knows? Um, we do need to get back into doing our interviews. If you're wondering why I didn't do any guest interviews over the Christmas period, it is mainly due to that burnout that I experienced that I am definitely recovering from. So yeah, apologies to anything that fell over there. And we do know we need to get back into doing interviews because that's what people really like. But we don't have one this week. We've got a discussion. Uh, and of course, we've been talking a lot about what we want to see from Warframe and, you know, what we're excited about this year and how good last year was and all that kind of thing. And I thought to myself, well, what's missing from Warframe at the moment? As an experienced player, I hate using the term veteran because people swing it around like it's a freaking like flail like a trophy yeah golden flail trophy (laughs) yeah as a longer term more experienced player what the hell is missing from warframe so from from my perspective i've played i don't know across all of the platforms that i play on probably 1500 hours compared to some people that's nothing you know i know there's people in our uh, discord that have played 3000 plus hours 4000 plus hours but you know, 1,500 hours for me is still a crap load of time to put into a video game. And it means that I've finished a lot of what Warframe has to offer. And for the most part, I don't play it anywhere near as often as I used to. I know there's probably a lot of people out there that are really hardcore into Warframe at the moment that listen to our show and play like we used to play it, which is every night, come home from work, sit down, play all night, just chatting away to Lucas and some of the other boys every single damn night of the week. Grind, 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 grind. We don't do that anymore. It's just not something we really do. And I mean, it's weird because we also, some of those people that are in our Discord do still play like that, even though they have two, 3,000 hours under their belt. Cannibal Kiwi is one of those people who just tend to play virtually every day. For me, though, I'm finding that there's something missing from Warframe at the moment. And I wanted to look into what that was. What's missing that keeps me from from staying like I used to? I know what a couple of the things are, but I'll let Lucas have a bit of a chat about it first. What do you think? What's your story? Oh, man, shit. So I'm very much in the same boat, probably a few more hundred hours than, than Greg. And I do still play... Quite frequently, not so much at the moment because Temtem in all of its <laughs> glory. And Saul is probably cursing at me for that. <laughs> ah, I, I agree. There is there is definitely something missing that I guess was there at one stage, but I think we may have like played past it and and reached a point where not even that was enough to uh, to keep us around permanently. Like, okay, so. Still play, still love the game, all that. Let's clarify that right now. 
But yes, there is something missing that is not it's, it's stopping the game from holding our attention. Yes. I don't think it's mechanical. I don't think it's uh, lore-based. I know, there's just, there's just kind of a, a bit of a flair that has kind of been lacking in the last couple of years. I think it's a couple of things, personally. Mm. And like you mentioned, this is just a discussion for this episode. It's not us saying that we're stopping playing Warframe or anything like that. Don't get us wrong. We still play it on a weekly basis at the very least. Uh, we still love the game and we still do a damn podcast about it, which means we watch all of the dev streams, we read all of the news, we keep up to date on everything. So yeah, don't get us wrong. But we did used to play probably, for me who has a full-time job, I was probably playing 20 hours a week. That was two hours a day on weekdays and five hours a day on weekends, you know shitloads of playing time. I think there's a couple of reasons why we slowed down. One is because the core group of friends that we used to play with on PS4 left. Yeah. I think that's part of it. And it doesn't mean that we can't make a new core group of friends. It just means that that changed our routine. Yeah. That's really what happened. Because they left, our routine changed. And we started to do different things in different ways. The other thing is we started this podcast and the podcast took off, you know, more than we expected it to. So we both turned our focus from PS4 to PC. And I think in doing so, you allowed yourself to start building up a new group of people to play with as well as have a new reason to play. Whereas I was torn between and still am torn between, where's my main platform? Yeah. I'm still torn until DE gives us cross save. And I know I saw recently in our discord, uh, it was Raven who said he would look forward to cross play more than cross save because who really wants to play across multiple platforms? And I get that. And maybe that would suit the majority of players. But personally, I don't care that much about cross-play. I'd like it to happen. It'd be great if I could play on PC alongside some of our um, Switch clan members. It'd be great. Yeah. But what's more important to me is I have four accounts on four different systems. And I don't want to have to grind them all. I just want to have to... I just want to be able to merge them. And whenever I decide to play on Switch, I can play on Switch. Whenever I decide to play on PS4, I can play on PS4. Am I in a minority? Probably. But it it would be really good for me. So that's that's why I, I really need cross-save, because I can't grind PC again. I've done it already. And I think that's that's part of what's missing. Like, for me, I don't think Railjack has anything I really want to grind for. I think that's something that's missing. Grinding yeah. to improve my Railjack... Okay, I can do that if I want to, or I could just play on your railjack because you've got a better railjack than mine. <laughs> and it, it doesn't bother me that mine's not as good as, as yours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That, 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 that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I definitely, I'm definitely in the same uh, minority, as you said, wanting that, that merging factor. Because it also comes down to how much you've spent on the game, mm. and yes, on our on our consoles, uh, on our console platform uh, profiles, we've both spent 
a hell of a lot of money on Warframe. Yeah, I'd say five hundred dollars plus Australian. Easy, easy. Without uh, especially when you, you know, like I'm forking out fifty bucks a, a fortnight at least <laughs> yeah, for platinum. So yeah, easily uh, a lot of money. And then you look at the stuff on PC, and it's like you need to then, if, if cosmetically you, you you if you want to be like just as much as you were into the game as you were on the other one, then you kind of need the cosmetics as well, and yeah, it, it's a pain in us having to virtually buy all the cosmetics on two separate platforms. Yeah. That's what I'm saying right now. You've got to buy it all again. Exactly. Yeah. So, thankfully, this time around, I was actually, I've actually been buying different things. So, things I don't have on my, on my uh, PlayStation, I'm getting on my PC and vice versa. But, so, yeah, having that, having that, uh, that profile merge would really be, quite nice for those people like myself, possibly like Greg, who have got multiple accounts and have made purchases on on multiple accounts. So it's a bit of a monetary thing. Uh, again, it is also coming down to the grinding. Like I've, I've been incredibly slack on my PC account when it comes to grinding out uh, frames or weapons or anything. I'm virtually getting what I know I like and that's pretty much it. Mm. Unless they drop a new frame, I go, okay, cool. I need to try the new frame out. I'll get the new frame. Uh, if they drop a new weapon, I'll think maybe I'll get the new weapon. I'll check the stats out. But if it's anything that was prior already in the game before we started up our accounts, it's like, uh, it's, a, it's a, did I enjoy playing that? Did I, do I want to play that again? Mm. If yes, I'll go out of my way and get it again. If not, then I won't waste my time. Exactly. And the other thing is, I mean- the reality is we've we've put ourselves into a situation that's very different from a lot of other people. So yeah. what I guess what we're complaining about here doesn't necessarily apply to everyone. However, even that said, let's take away the PC account and let's go and focus on the PS4 account. At the same time, I still feel like there's nothing I want to grind for in the game at the moment. I do want to grind for the... Um, should do. I do want to go through and get to the um, what's it called? The void area. Uh, the the void Proxima. Void Proxima. I do want to get there. The Veil Proxima. Veil Proxima. Yeah. I do want to get there. I do want to get into the ship on PS4 and, and smash through all that stuff because I can on PS4. I've got everything already. Uh, I can do all of that. But what then? You know. And yeah. do we need the Shadu for the new war? Do I need to smash through everything in order to get a better railjack? Is there enough cosmetics for the railjack to really be able to set yourself apart from other players? I don't think there is. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at the Kuva Liches, for example, Kuva Liches, the weapons themselves, I have to admit, are worth grinding for. And there's quite a few variants of them that I want specifically. But like everyone else, I don't enjoy the grind. I like the Kuva Liches. I like the idea of them. I like the way they work. I don't like the way the grind works in order to defeat them. I think it takes... I know this is probably not the way people want it to be, but I think it takes too long. Oh, I don't think it takes too long. I think it's just a pain in the ass the way you have to do it. Getting all the murmurs is a friggin' pain in the ass. 
it's really to, it's really quite difficult collecting all of the it's not difficult but it's just it takes time and you've got to rely on rng to get all of the they're not called glyphs what are they called the relic uh yeah requiem requiem uh relics and requiem mods yeah the requiem mods that's the one i don't think it's ideal i don't think it's overly enjoyable grinding through that especially solo yeah so i think that needs to be tweaked and realistically, if you look back through, and I think, you know, things will change once we've got Nightwave Season, season 3, because I will want to play through that. Uh, that'll yep. get me back into the game. Uh, I do like the lore of that. Definitely once New War is back, I'll be back on it. But I don't know what platform I'll be back on. So I think I've I've created a situation for myself that's a bit frustrating. But at the same time, there is something missing at the moment from Warframe. That creates the desire for me to play. Yeah. Um, just going back to the Lich system, I'm gonna I'm gonna just drop my thing here about what I what I don't like about the Lich system. Essentially, mm. when when you know they they bring forward the whole concept of um, your own personalized nemesis. Yes. Not a single part of me thinks that that personalized nemesis should ever disappear. I don't like the fact that we actually gain the ability to rid ourselves of our nemesis and then go get a new one. It's it, it that is kind of stupid. Yeah. Especially it's, it's not really you a can nemesis. rid yourself of the nemesis in one day. Yeah. It, it's not really much of a nemesis, is it? Did you play Shadow of War? I did not. Or Shadow of Mordor? I, I did not. It's the system is is uh, designed to mimic that kind of system. And in that game, you do have these nemeses that you do take out quickly. So you can take them out quickly, but by taking them out, you get to... You're kind of bringing down a hierarchy. So there's a hierarchy of soldiers within this, you know, uh, that are under this one guy that you're trying to kill. So you're sort of working your way through those guys in order to weaken the hierarchy, gain more followers behind you, and then eventually be able to build up the power to take out the top guy. That, as a system, is really solid. Whereas the Lich system is just taking one individual who kind of means nothing. No, he just means nothing. Yeah. And he, he, there, there, there's no meaning behind your fucking nemesis in, in Warframe. You literally ran through a stage, killed a random enemy, mm. then he somehow pumped full of Kuva, comes back and is like, oh, you killed me. Well, we're going to change that. And then you kill him again yeah. and steal his weapon or her weapon, their weapon. So it would, be, it would be interesting- if the Lich system evolved such that you got different nemeses and they stayed over time and you could keep getting other nemesises, <laughs> you get more so of them. So accumul- accumulating like an, uh, a following that is de- specifically designed to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there were different levels between them, different like hierarchy. Boy. There's one guy at the top who hates you and he's got other guys that hate you that follow him. Like time. like Diablo, the, the, the one one of the things I absolutely loved about Diablo, uh, especially Diablo three, is that if you killed so many enemies, then 
uh, hell would literally spit at a specifically designed demon that was designed purely to kill your character, and they would often be named Slayer of such and such. Yes. And that that's that means more to me than the liches do. Yeah. And that's another thing. Your nemesis in Shadow of Mordor, if they killed you, they would be able to uh, appear in your friends' games as well. And they would appear there as a slayer of Mad Capsules or a slayer of... That was... Like, there was... I guess what we're saying is the system that was built in Shadow of Mordor was far more functional. And the system that's been built for Warframe, well, mildly enjoyable, is lacking a fair bit. Yeah. I another another thing I'll I'll say is the fact that you you separate the lich missions from normal missions. That gives it less meaning even further. Mm. To the point I I like the fact that liches can spawn in randomly when you're in a lich mission. <laughs> but no, no, no. If you're going to do something like that, stalker us. Like seriously, throw a fucking lich randomly when we go to do a low level fucking mission we go to do something like on hydron we're gonna go level some gear oh crap there's my lich on hydron i did not think it was going to appear here while i've got my mark one gear that i'm trying to level up because i couldn't be bothered doing that earlier yeah yeah it is a bit funny the fact that if you go to a a node you get to choose between doing the regular node or fight your your murmurs Fight for your murmurs. That's that's not a nemesis. That's yeah. really not a nemesis. It's an advanced enemy. That's it. Yeah. It's it's an advanced bullet sponge that gives you a shiny new toy at the end. Yeah. So one thing that so that's one thing I I think is really missing. You know we've we've been offered like I love the lich I love the lich system. I love the idea of it. I don't think that it is as bad as people have have been saying. It makes very little sense. As a, a a nemesis system, mm. as I've been highlighting here, but it's not as bad as it, as people make it out to be. No, it I definitely think, needs to be fixed. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think if they fixed it in a way like we've like we've just been saying, you know, integrate it into normal missions, give it an actual purpose and an actual feeling behind it. Like, why is it here? What is its purpose? You know, give us give us flesh. Flesh it out. There needs to be a reason to take them out too, beyond just the weapon. That yeah, that's that's not really the reason. That's probably hard to do because you've got to build it into a game that has existing mission structures and things like that. So I guess it's not easy for them to just throw out there, but um, it really needs it because, to be honest, I got myself two or three lich weapons, and I haven't done it since because I've just been like, I I can't be bothered. I got myself two lich uh, weapons. The rest of my liches have all turned into minions because yeah. I really just don't give a shit. Yeah, I just can't be asked with the whole system. And that's a bit sad because it, it really could be a good system. And I hope it develops further into Empyrean. I know that Empyrean's going to, to develop itself because, let's face it, Empyrean just feels like a whole bunch of added missions. Yeah. That's that's all it feels like at the moment. Yeah. They, they, okay, so there, need, there needs to be web to basically stick everything together. Yeah. Imperium, liches, smush them together. Come on, let's do that. Let's get some webby stickiness happening. Of course, we're, we're going to be getting the uh, b- 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 squad link thing. 
Squad Link? Yeah. Squad Link. Yeah, Squad Link. I think that could that could definitely help maybe give us a bit more of a a desire to jump in and play. I don't know if it will be enough to keep us around, but it will at least kind of pique our interest to maybe spend a little bit more time playing, maybe. But then again, the the issues we have with the game also stem from the fact that we've played for so long. Yes. I'm certain that there would be a whole bunch of beginner players that are listening to us right now that are thinking, what the hell are these guys talking about? There is so much to do in Warframe. And hell yes. Yeah, there we is. We understand there really that is. there is a lot, but we've done it all. From our perspective, there just isn't that much to do anymore. And there's no reason to go grinding for things. A new frame comes out. Cool. Do I want to grind for it? I can just buy it if I've got the plat. And then if I buy it, I sort of ruin the experience for myself. And I know this is something that Raven and uh, Wooshy have said in the Discord in the past, that sure, you can buy them. They're not that expensive. But if you do, you sort of ruin it for yourself. And I think they're right. So I think I need to go back to actually grinding for frames going through those those things rather than because i'm kind of ruining it for myself i play through it i get them up to level 30 and then i stop again yeah Um, so i I think there's two two sides to it here one is the latest things that have been added to the game are i don't want to say they're half-assed because d probably put a hell of a lot of work into them (coughs) they're they're not fully realized they're rusty yeah they're rusty and they need polish yeah, they just haven't realized their full potential as yet, and that's part of the problem because as a longer-term player, they're just not that exciting. So that's that's one thing. And the other thing is maybe I need to refine or rediscover my love just for grinding for weapons and grinding through MR and just playing different loadouts again, which is what we used to love doing, just going into... You know, Gabby for half an hour or Hydron or Helene or wherever and just yeah. playing there for half an hour with different loadouts and having a bit of sh- silly fun and just having a, a good old chin wag. So it's probably a little bit our own fault and a little bit of stuff that uh, the game needs to give us. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Any other thoughts there? Not really. Not that I can really think of. I think I think that's, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, I think we, we went into it pretty deeper than I even expected to when I thought of the discussion topic. <laughs> and again, we're only saying this because we love the game and we miss being in love with it as much as we used to. Yeah. Rekindle our flame. Yeah. Rekindle exactly. it. So I'm hoping, and I know certain things will do that for us this year. The new oh, law will. Definitely. The very paradox, if it, if it even comes out this year, that will. So, yeah, I'm really keen to see what D has up infested their sleeves. Infested stuff. Infested stuff. Really, yeah, really season looking forward three to coming stuff. soon. And that should get us back on track. So, yeah, there's some stuff coming soon. But at the moment, I don't know, things are just a bit wishy-washy. And I think D knows that as well. That sort of came out in that meeting that, um, or the interview that GameSpot had with, with Reb Ford. Um, and even a little bit in the dev stream from last week. So I think... They know they've got some work to do to sort of get players back and yeah. Yeah, reignite the fires. Hmm. Hashtag Warframe's not dead. Yeah. Warframe's far from dead, but uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that discussion, notwithstanding, let us move on to 
because, you know, let's face it, that discussion was really an advanced player's discussion. Didn't necessarily feed too much into beginner stuff. So let's give the beginners who may be listening something to wet their mouths. What, what's the bloody phrase? Appetite. Wet, wet, their appetite. wet their appetite. Yeah, thank you. I was like, wet their palate. Wet their faces with. Nope. so let's give them something to whet their appetite here is a beginner topic and i just realized the other day that you know what we've talked about where you can get different things from early in the game but we've never actually talked about how to fight the early bosses so if you are a new player and you're playing through those early bosses i'm going up to series today we're going to talk about exactly that who are they what do they drop and how do you beat them anyway here we go Captain Vor. Captain Vor, of course, is the final boss in the very first quest line, which is essentially the training quest line called Vor's Prize. But he's also the boss on Tolstoy Mercury, which is the third planet in. But because he is the boss in Vor's Prize, I'm going to mention him now. He drops the Cronus Longsword, which is a guaranteed drop for Vor's Prize. And there's a 5% chance of it dropping on Mercury. And he also drops the seer, or he drops the parts for seer uh, on... uh, He doesn't drop it in Mercury, actually. He only drops parts for the seer when you fight him again in series. And that's only a chance each time, too. Anyway, he has... The battle with Captain Vore happens in three phases. He likes to teleport around, which can be a bit of a pain in the ass. Every third of his life bar... He will cast a protective shield around himself and he will teleport in a bunch of enemies and teleport himself away. So keep in mind that that shield is actually, especially when you're new to the game, the shield is pretty chunky and will take you a while to take it down. But once you do, then he'll start taking damage against his health again. And once you get a third of his life bar down again, the shield will go back up. So the first phase, when you first encounter him, he'll mostly be shooting at you with his seer. uh, And he might do some Cronus attacks if you get up close. Once you have taken him down one third, you'll get into the second phase, uh, which is mostly the same. But he also starts uh, throwing his Nervos Mines, which will electrocute you and uh, stun you for a short while. Uh, and once you've got him into the third phase, which is the final phase, he switches from using the seer to a laser, which uh, does a shitload of damage, uh, as well as his Nervos Mines. Now, he's not actually that difficult. Even early on in the game, last time I played him, I was using throwing knives and Mark 1 Bratton, and I took him down fairly easily. But yeah, it's really the shield that is the biggest pain in the ass for him. And, of course, his Nervos Mines, when he throws them out, they can stun you. So it's just good to keep moving and keep shooting him, wearing him down. He's a pretty easy boss. The second boss, or the first main planetary boss that you come across, is actually the Jackal, where you'll find on Fossa, on Venus, he drops Rhino uh, component blueprints as well as having a chance to drop Oricon cells. The Jackal's relatively easy to beat when you know how, but really, really hard when you don't. So, how do you beat the Jackal's? Go for its legs. Disabling two of its legs will cause it to drop to its knees and bring down its shield. You'll then do a certain amount of damage to it, at which point it will become invulnerable and recover. 
You just need to rinse and repeat that, so you'll probably see more experienced players going in close and just using melee on his legs, and all of a sudden you'll be finished. So he does that two or three times, and then he'll die. All the while, you need to watch out for his machine guns and his bloody missiles, which are a pain in the ass. That's why I always go in close. But while you're up close, you need to watch out for an ability he's got called Rippling Shockwave, in which he stomps the ground and sends out a rippling shockwave, which will not just knock you down, but it will push you back, and it's a massive pain in the ass. So when you're a new player, you might struggle to get through the rippling shockwaves, uh, as well as the missiles, as well as all the other things it's firing at you, but eventually you'll be able to beat this boss really easy, and the, the simple fact is, go for its legs. The third boss you will encounter after... No, well, really, it's the fourth boss, Third planetary bus, fourth, I don't know. So after Venus, you'll go to Mercury, you'll fight Captain Vore again if you want. You don't have to fight Captain Vore on Mercury. It's not uh, one of the prerequisites. You'll then go to Mars, in, at which point you will fight Lieutenant Lech Krill, or Lech Krill, however you want to say it. He drops Excalibur parts, but he also has a chance to drop Oricon cells. This dude is invincible somehow. To take him out, you need to shoot his back to dislodge the coolant tubes on his backpack. The best method that I use is to walk right up to him within melee range and let him swing his giant hammer at you. He's very slow to swing it and you will see the tells that will let you know that he's about to swing it at you. As soon as you see that, take a few steps back, you will avoid the swing, and then unload your weapon on him when his back is turned. Even though it looks like it's doing no damage, after a certain amount of time, one of the pipes will become dislodged. You'll see it happen. You'll then know that once he does ground slam, this will freeze him in place because of the dislodged pipe. So use the same method, walk up close, Wait till he's about to do a ground pound. Get out of the way. Let him do the ground pound. He'll freeze up. Shoot him in the back. Rinse and repeat. You need to do this to him a total of three extra times. So I think it's four times. At which point he'll enter a heat-based mode. By bursting into fire, basically. In turn, though, he will lo lose his invulnerability. He does get a couple of new abilities. So he can sort of throw a fire burst at you and he also uses a fire or a flame shield a flame barrier that is pretty invincible so if you keep away from him he'll put up that flame barrier if you're getting close he'll swing his hammer at you and he uses some of those fire abilities so if you don't have a really strong weapon to take him out quickly it can be a bit of a pain in the ass but it won't take you too long and if you do have a solid weapon he's actually simple next up you have the Sergeant at Iliad on Phobos. Now, this guy actually originally was Nefanyo. The Sergeant Nefanyo. Uh, but that was changed when they added or fiddled with the story. And now he's just some Sergeant. He's really, really weak. The good thing is he drops Magpath. So if you want Mag, he's, she's pretty easy to get. Uh, he also has a chance of dropping Morphix if you need Morphix. Again, though, he's super weak. Just shoot him until he dies. It's as simple as that. He is supposed to have a continually regenerating shield, but it regenerates slower than most weapons output damage. So <laughs> as long as you're putting some continuous damage on him, he'll die. 
he can turn invisible though, so if he turns invisible and you lose him, he will regenerate all his health and then you'll just have to find him again. But he's really a joke. Biggest joke in the game. Alright, and lastly, on series, you will encounter both Captain Vore and Lieutenant Lechkrill at the same time. This happens at Exta on series, and these two will drop frost parts. They also have a chance of dropping, I reckon, cells, mitre components, uh, and the blueprint, and the twin gremlins blueprint, and seer components. So there's quite a few things that can drop from Captain Vore and Lechkrill. And the Frost is a really, really great frame, so definitely worth uh, taking out these two. Now, it seems really hard that you've got two bosses at once, but there is a big tower in the middle of the area that you fight them, so it is kind of easy to separate them. My advice is to take out the easiest one first, which is Captain Vore. Everything is the same as if you're fighting them one-on-one, -on -one, so all the things I've used to describe how to beat them Previously, you'll use the same thing. So take out Captain Vor first. He will do the same thing, come up with his uh, shield. He'll teleport some enemies in, do all those things, kill him. And then you just need to focus on uh, Lieutenant Lekkrill and his hammer. And then you can run away. They're, they're not as hard as they seem uh, when you first come across them. And by that time in the game, hopefully you'll have some better weapons uh, and you should be able to take them out fairly easily. So, they are the first five planetary bosses. Uh, in a future episode, I might do the next five. Anything you want to add about any of those, Lucas? Not really. I mean, I can give a little bit more of a, a hint on how um, how I, m uh, myself and Greg actually dealt with Lieutenant Lekrill in the early stages, and that was one of us would use Limbo, enter the void, and basically be a kind of... Lure? Yeah, while the other person just behind them and attacking. Yeah. <laughs> so you can do it that way, but yeah, you don't necessarily need to. No. It's not that difficult, but at that time we were just kind of like, how's the most efficient way to do this? Yeah. One of us takes the hits, the other one fucking deals the hits. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Yay. All right. Over to the advanced topic. Okay. So. I don't know why this one hasn't been done earlier. Uh, I blame Greg because why the hell not? But over Probably the last couple of months, um, in the Discord particularly, we have seen quite a few people ask about conservation because of the glorious Nightwave conservation tasks. So, let's talk about conservation. Introduced with Fortuna. Conservation is all about saving those uh, cute little critters from possible extinction. Now, while the Plains of Eidolon also has a conservation program, it is subjectively a more simple task. See cute little fuzzy, trank cute little fuzzy, and send cute little fuzzy to the conservatory. So let's talk about Fortuna, where it all originated and it's a bit more involved. So it all starts in Fortuna with the biz. Despite his more rugged demeanour, the big lug has a soft spot for the cute and fairy, uh, to the point of making the cute plushies called floofs. So, you can get from uh, the biz the trank gun and the corresponding echo lures, and you need the echo lures because they are the sounds that basically the creatures make, making it easy. So make sure you've got them in your gear wheel ready to go. Uh, once that's done, it's time to enter the cold waste of Orb Valis to find some critters to save. So once you're in the in the Orb Valis, 
open up your gear wheel and select either the uh, trank gun or an echo lure in order to highlight spots on the map as to where possible sightings could be found. Once you head over to a starting point and inspect the feces of the critter you are tracking, this will highlight footprints through the snow for you to follow to a point where the critters are bound to flock to. Once at this point, I will suggest that you make sure to clear the area out of all enemies before using the echo lure to signal the critters. Do it. Kill everything. Murder all the things. Once the mating call has been made using your echo lure, you will hear a response and then it's time for the real challenge. To get a perfect catch, you must remain hidden, out of sight and out of smell. Yes, scent is important in this challenge, as if the critters are downwind of the player, they will react and flee. This can be checked a number of ways. First off, by using a long, waving, flowing Sindana, as it will sway in the wind, so you can actually check the direction of the wind based on your cosmetics. And secondly, you can also check the snowy particle effects on screen uh, as another good indicator. So always make sure that you're off to the side and upwind from the, uh, the critters that you're tracking down. And some of the... So you don't necessarily have to use the trank, trank gun that they give you in order to capture the critters. You can use stuff like Ivara's sleep arrows. Uh, combined with Prowl to remain invisible. Um, or you can even use the Trank Gun with uh, um, Ivara's nav, uh, nav ability. So control the bullets from a, a, a hidden area. There's also Equinox with her Sleep and Prowl ability. So you can just put them to sleep nice and simple. Ta-da, you're good to go. Now, despite what a lot of people say, using Warframe abilities can still get you a perfect capture. I know a lot of people have said this has been patched out. It hasn't. It, it, it's still there. It's still possible. You can cheese the system by using Ivara's sleep arrows. Yeah. So that's it. That's pretty much it. Once once they're asleep, you run over, you tag them, tag them and bag them, and you're, you're done. It's pretty simple. Indeed. But... Uh, yeah, keep an eye on the snowy particle effects and your Sindana to make sure that you're um, upwind from the creatures and keep out of sight. Da -da -da. And of course, once you capture them, you get given little um, badges for collecting them, a certain number, and you use those to, co to collect floofs if you're interested. Floofs! Oh, cute. Adorbs. All right, very good. Conservation. Nice and simple. I have nothing to add. So we'll move on. Nothing to add. Nothing to add. All right. We are up to the final sections of the episode. Community call out. Now, I did go through the reviews this week. And there were a couple of new ones on CastBox. Yay. So not new, new reviews on iTunes or Podcast Republic. But there were two new ones on CastBox. So thank you to those wonderful people that took the time to write a review, and one of the people there said that they came from Google's podcast app because there's no place to write a review. So thank you for taking the time and effort to do that, and we will get around to reading your iTunes review, oh, sorry, CastBox reviews in a couple of weeks, but we do have an iTunes review, don't we, Lucas? We do, indeed. Okay, iTunes US Sandman 4999. Always a joy to listen to. Five stars. 
the most enjoyable Warframe slash Australian weather podcast I've ever had the pleasure of stumbling upon. Greg and Lucas do a fantastic job of breaking down a lot of the more complex topics within the game in a way that makes them more approachable and understandable. Five out of five stars would absolutely recommend this podcast for anyone looking for more Warframe content. Thank you, Sandman. It is our pleasure. Yeah, what a fantabulous review. Fantabulous. <laughs> and clearly a fan of the Australian weather. Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Well, I'm hoping you'll enjoy this week's one then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think everyone will. <laughs> oh, God. As I said, it's a one-time thing. Uh, one time, every time. No, that's it. <laughs> never, never again. <laughs> Alrighty, so- Kermit retired. I did go back through the last- few pages of discord to see if there were any dr cephalons or cephalon question time and there were a couple that we hadn't covered on the show but some of them had been answered fairly well by other members of the community and i thought yeah i don't think there's anything else we can put in terms of our input there so we don't have anything for this week, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But if you do have a question that you'd like us to answer on the show, and it could be about absolutely anything, you can either do it in our Discord in the podcast Question Time channel, or you can send us an email at cephalonsquared at gmail.com, reach out to us via Facebook or Twitter. However you want to do it, we would be happy to address your question on the show. Of course... If you did want to get us in contact with us for absolutely anything, of course, you can reach out via cephalonsquared at gmail.com or just head on over to our website, which has all of the information you could possibly want about joining our communities and all of that wonderful jazz. Uh, if you'd like to support us, we do have a support page now. That's cephalonsquared at, what is it? cephalonsquared.com forward slash support. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> and that is how you can look into the different ways that you might be able to uh, offer us some support. But of course, it is as simple as just giving us a rating, sharing our stuff, clicking like, following us, and being part of the, the community that we have built, uh, because that just makes it a better experience for everyone else that's in the community, and we can't ask for anything more than that. In fact, we love it. Yay! So let's thank some of those people that are our patrons, however. Let's do that. I'll start off. Thank you. Okay, go on. I thought oh, you fine. always start off, so I'll start off. Fine, whatever. <laughs> I wanted to say thanks to Rathok. <laughs> thank you, woe is Joe. Thank you, Jellybean1799. Thank you, Sula, for always torturing us. <laughs> thanks, Lord Frieson. Thank you, Danathan. Thanks, Red Wizard12. Thank you, Knight Rider8503. Thanks, Coyote PX. Thank you, Jackson31. Thanks, Kintail. And thank you, Solarian. Indeed. Thank you to these executive producers who executively produce us. Yes. All right. My name is Greg Newbegin. I am Mad Capsules all over the place. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I'm Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Massive shout out to our amazing, fantastic, awesome community. You guys rock. Thank you so much for being you, and keep it up. Indeed. And thank you to Yarn at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. Make sure you send him a love letter so we can call it out on the show. Uh, and thanks to you for listening to episode 80 of Cephalon Squared. We'll be back in a few short days for Wukong.
Wukong. The Wukong Mini. And then again Ooh. next week for episode 81. Anyway, we're Cephalon Squared. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you.